Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. Have you ever launched and got nothing but crickets? Or maybe you're on an emotional roller coaster of highs and lows. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar and I help online coaches grow and scale their businesses with fun and simple money-making launches. In this podcast, we talk about what it takes to run an online business and how you can bring back the fun and simplicity to your launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories highlighting the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success of being in launch mode to make sure you're comfortable and get ready to bench. Welcome to the Oh My God Unlaunched Podcast. Welcome to the Oh My God Unlaunched Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Westcar, and today I have Shanice with me. Welcome, Shanice. Thank you, Ken. I'm so excited to chat with you today. I really got to peek inside your launch game plan, and it's just such an awesome resource to really clarify and map out a launch on a high level, especially coming from my background in project management with launches. It it feeds my soul. So I really wish some of my <laughs> launch clients started out with your launch game plan so that when they went to their launches, they had a plan instead of just winging it and knew exactly mm-hmm. how their launch was performing afterwards. Cause that's really what's important. Thank you so much. And yeah, I, um, I thrive on keeping things super simple. And with that game plan, it's about just keeping it as simple as it possibly can, because we tend to think that, you know, when you have a plan, it needs to be this, big elaborate thing but in reality that could just keep you from actually getting anything done so it's better just let's keep it simple and get you going and then we can build on that you know yeah awesome um before we get into what we're going to talk about today and we're going to talk a little bit about how um having or acting like we have a multi-million dollar company can help us and serve us why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself you know who you help how you can help people Okay, so I want to say hi to all the launchers and listeners. I'm Shanice Miller, the owner of Tasta Group, and I help service-based providers, course creators, creatives, people just like you to scale their launches without stress by using automations and systems. Awesome. Uh, I would be interested to just hear a little bit about your journey because it's it sounded to me like it wasn't just this regular thing that happened. So mind telling us a little bit about that? Of course. So I actually started off as an educational consultant and I was featured in Forbes for that. And it was just me. And I did not realize how messy and unorganized my business was until I was right about to hit that six figure mark. And I had Mm -hmm. just had my best month in business, but I really felt so drained, so exhausted. And with that educational consultant business, it had a course, it had a group program, coaching program that I was doing as well. But I was still feeling really drained, really exhausted after scaling to that. So it really made me start to question and wonder, how am I going to do this again next month? How can I maintain the same success or higher success if I already feel so tired? And Mm -hmm. I decided to just sell the business. And when I listed my business on the online marketplace, I got some offers and interest for it immediately, but they weren't anywhere near where I thought my business was worth. And it really just bugged me that I got such lowball offers on my business. So when I looked and tried to see what other businesses were doing, how how much they were being listed for, uh, how much they were making, and I really started to see this pattern that the owners that were getting the most money for the businesses, 
had systems in place. It allowed them to only work 10 hours per week where I was working, you know, full time in the business plus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Plus, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And after discovering that the systems were really the key that I was missing to having a successful and sustainable business, I started working with other business owners to put their systems in place so they could have that freedom, they could have less stress, and they could really scale their businesses simply. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, systems, it's it's almost like it, it can make or break your business. It really can. Because you were working like so many hours and without those systems, that would just continue to be like that. But once you kind of put everything in place and you have a system, you have a process, you have things to go by, yeah. it makes things a lot easier. Definitely. And how would you say that, um, you know, if we're going to talk about, um, you know, maintaining a multi-million dollar company and thinking about it, I think a lot of small business owners don't really see their business as a multi-million dollar company, obviously, uh, because they're probably not making multi-million dollar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't treat it like that. And I would love to hear your perspective on this. So I completely agree. I think that we have to start out with the end in mind always, with a goal in mind. Where do we see our business? And of course, systems can change over the times, but at least we have something in mind where we're saying, okay, I'm not looking at, and maybe your first step is going to be, I'm not looking at something where it's just going to be me running the whole show, but I'm thinking about a small team running the show. So we put in systems Mm -hmm. in place for the small team to really just document and say, okay, this is what I need to do, document my process, really mapping out what do you do on a day-to-day basis. And setting up these systems are something that we cover more in depth in my three steps to automate and scale your launch mini training. And I'll tell your listeners how they can get all of that for free later on. Awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, having those processes in place, it's, it's one thing, but it's one thing to just create them. And a lot of people don't even do that. And they aren't even, I don't know, they probably don't really realize that they have a process. Uh, So you talked a little bit about, you know, just mapping it out and all that stuff, but how do you kind of get started with that? Is it just to, you know, get started or do you map out everything before you kind of start planning out or how do you see that? Yes. So I kind of do a high level overview with my clients and we'll start breaking everything into their whole business into different departments. So usually there's like a marketing department and there is a sales department. And then there's like the client work department for your launches. It'll be a little bit different. So we would have it like the marketing department because we are generating and moving leads towards a certain area. And then we have the launch funnel area where you're putting all your clients in. And then, of course, we do have to deliver the product to the client. So your service, your launch or your program and deal with those customer service emails and make sure that we have the processes in place to really map out those tasks that we do with each of those departments. So those are really the three main departments that I have. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually had a client that was a course creator and she had very successful launches selling this total of $12 million in online courses, but her systems and email list was just so messy. And it Mm -hmm. was because her launches scaled quickly and she didn't have the time, the know-how to put the systems in place. Um, The course that she actually took to teach her how to launch and how to do the online course didn't teach systems. And that's the gap that I see in many programs. So even though she had scaled so quickly, and that's what I see happens a lot, people will scale quickly in the the matter of 
a year or two years and it made it difficult to hire someone to help this particular client since all the tasks she needed someone to do and how to do those tasks were just all in her head. So I helped her clean it up. I helped her put those processes onto pen and paper and really make it in a way to show someone else um, how exactly to do that, to pick those same processes up and to do them the same way that she would do them without missing any beats. Mm, that's awesome. And, you know, about this process, it's not just about you having those processes for yourself, but it makes it a lot easier if you have that um, ready. And when you do decide to hire someone or get a VA or just someone part-time, then you have something to hand off and just like say, okay, this is what you need to do and here's the process. Go yeah. ahead and do it. And that's what I see so much when people are trying to hire someone to help them out like the VA or even a marketing team because that's what I see often in the launch. And mm -hmm. the person's telling me like, oh, the VA is not doing anything. But I'm always asking the person, did you set that VA up for success? Did you tell them exactly what do you expect from them and how to do the tasks that you want them to do? Or are you just telling them a blanket statement of, you know, check out my launch and they don't have that checklist. They don't have those procedures in place to tell, to say exactly what they're checking out. What I have in my mind might be something completely different from what you have in your mind when you talk about, you know, review my launch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I see that as well with having a launch plan is, you know, keeping things really simple is really key because like we talked about, it's, you know, it, if it gets a lot, it gets overwhelming and then they might not actually do the stuff that they're supposed to do. But at the same time, you know, having a plan is better than winging it as well. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so I did have a client, a launch client who actually kind of was winging it. Um, and mm. they forgot to connect the payment provider, you know, their payment processor to the correct page. Oh. So that person missed out on so many sales and that's mm -hmm. where having those systems comes into place. And with a good system, you're going to remember to check those things before sending traffic to those pages and you're going to make sure that everything is working smoothly. So that's one of the big benefits that I really see in launches is setting up those systems to review all the pages and the links in your launch funnel before sending people there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Testing out things, make sure that the, Softwares are talking together and all that stuff, hundred percent. Because yeah, like I said, you know, you can miss out a lot of sales, and people tend to not, you know, let you know that yeah. things are not working. Unfortunately, that would be great if everybody did that. But yeah, that's uh, that's a big gap in the in the system for sure. Um, so if we go a little bit back to thinking and being an actor like this, you have like this multi-million dollar company. What are some um, some of the biggest mistakes that you see people do in terms of not viewing their business as a multi-million dollar company? I see them as, um, just once again, keeping everything in their mind. When you are not really seeing yourself as a multi-million dollar business, you're not documenting the processes. You're not setting up systems in place for someone else to take over or to hand off. So you're not thinking of, What's going to happen when I get employees? We're just thinking about for the right now, we need to make some money. Uh, we need to do this launch successfully. And so you are the one doing everything. And we do tend to, and some of my clients tend to forget things. So you'll do one launch and 
then you'll say, okay, I know what to do because that launch was semi-successful, but you forget things like, okay, well, what made this launch a little bit unsuccessful? What could you do better? Um, what were some of the small details? Um, so instead of really reinventing the wheel for each launch, we're making and setting up the systems to make your launches repeatable. And so when you have a process in place, you don't forget those key things like turning on ads or retargeting or checking the funnel or making sure customers get sent to the correct pages after purchasing. And it's just so many moving parts in a funnel that you really do need those systems. And that's what sets you up to become that multi-million dollar company in a stress-free way. Mm. Have you seen people like people are different? So obviously people do things differently. They respond to stress differently and stuff like that. Have you seen people or where you had to maybe adapt to that person and how they respond to like stress or, you know, because a lot of people might uh, not actually do anything until last minute. Uh, Have you noticed anything like that? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Is that even a question? (laughs) So um, I've had a gamut of all sorts of people. I had one person who was, you know, in the process of doing a launch and she's like so high strung. And she goes, Mm -hmm. how are you sitting there so calmly? (laughs) (laughs) But for some people, you know, you do have to kind of take on the energy of that person. If they're stressed out, they need someone to bounce them out and say, this is going to be okay. We're going Mm -hmm. to get through this together and we can all calm down and follow the steps. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I've seen that as well, you know, that people tend to push things out. Instead of, you know, even if you have like this long runway, you have 60 days until you launch and you have plenty of time. But mm-hmm. for some reason, we kind of keep on pushing it and we get distracted or something happens. And still, it happens like in the last couple of weeks, obviously. And the systems help prevent you from getting so distracted because, you know, you need to do step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. Mm-hmm. And when you have those distractions and you go back to that system, you're like, oh, okay, maybe I will update my system to include this distraction, or I'll see that it's no point for me to have that in there. Mm-hmm. And that's probably uh, like a big mistake that people don't do as well. They don't update that process or update that system to make sure that they do address the thing that happened or didn't happen. And that's what I help people with, a lot of my clients with as well, with helping them to update those systems and reminding them, actually giving them that nudge that systems do need to be upgraded and updated as the more that we scale, the more that our business changes, the more that we evolve. Mm-hmm. 100%. And I think just, you know, one thing is having a plan, but being able to schedule things out, like emails, obviously you can schedule that. A lot of times you can schedule social media posts and all that as well. Because once you actually do get to the open cart and you have that launch week, that's why we kind of want to make sure that everything is taken care of mm-hmm. and you can just show up and go live or whatever, just be present and in that moment. Yes. And I mean, with going live, sometimes there's still hookups. I've had clients who's had like, an emergency school call and when they're going live, so they had, to, you know, <laughs> like, oh, sorry, let me hold on. And it's, you know, perfectly okay. But as long as we have the main things like those links, like making sure the checkouts link, like making sure the customers go through their funnels so that you're not getting a whole bunch of customer service emails after you launch saying, I can't access my account. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I had once, I um, I did a webinar and everything was going perfectly fine. Everything was working, no problems. And then suddenly 
all the power shuts out and then the entire block oh that I'm God. living in. And it's, I'm sitting in pitch black. It's dark outside and I can't see anything. And I don't know. I don't have internet. I don't know how to reach out to people and tell them that I lost the power. It's like, what do I do? What do I do? But fortunately, you know, I was calm, collected, and I decided, you know, oh, I can use the um, internet on my phone or the, um, the 4G or whatever it was at that time. Mm-hmm. And I just hooked it up to the computer, managed to get online again. Obviously, it was pitch black, so I didn't have any other light than from my computer, but managed to get back online and get people uh, that were still hanging out there um, and make sure that the webinar went as planned. But yeah, that was, uh, that was crazy. And those things do happen. And we, what, we don't have to plan for them, but we should be able to you know, have the headspace to deal with it. Yes. And that's what helps with being organized, with you know, making sure that you can calmly have like a game plan for if that does happen. And maybe you would, mm-hmm. if that's something that's a recurring thing where you are, you'll add that to your, um, you know, frequently asked questions area in your processes. Like, oh, okay, if this happens, this is what we need to do. We need to remain calm first. <laughs> and then we need to get on our phones or, you know, do something else. Yeah, exactly. Um, how do you, do you have like, is there a process that you prefer or that you've seen that you use a lot over and over again, or is it really different between every client that you work with? So I am a big believer in standardizing systems to a certain extent. So I mm-hmm. do have like a framework, uh, kind of like a rough outline of what I would use for each of my clients. So if we are documenting processes, there is a rough outline, which is going to outline like, okay, what is the purpose of this process? What's our goal for doing this? And how are we going to input the steps? And what what kind of project management tool are we going to have? But when we're actually going in, because, you know, different people like to work with different tools. Um, so I'm not like a whole stickler. I do have a favorite, but if someone's already working with a certain tool, then we make sure that we incorporate the tools that they are already have, they're already comfortable with into mm-hmm. their processes and making sure that we're just documenting everything. Yeah. So on that note, what is your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite tool is actually ClickUp just because it's more of an all-in-one. I've tried Trello, I've tried Asana, and those things definitely will, will work for some businesses. And you know, a lot of businesses just start off with having a Google Doc, and that's perfectly fine as well. So we mm. really work with clients where they are and where they are in the process. Some people need more work than others. Sometimes a, a simple Google Doc will do. Yeah, and I think that's an important note to make as well, that you don't have to have this big, fancy no. project management tool that costs you several dollars a month. You can actually do in a long get by time with to learn. Google <laughs> Yeah. Not to say, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I use something called Infinity, uh, which is kind of similar to ClickUp. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, you got to find what works for you, obviously. Yes, definitely. Hmm. All right. Um, so uh, let's see. You use ClickUp. Um, how do you use ClickUp? What What is your purpose for ClickUp? So my purpose for ClickUp is more so on the client management, client projects arena. And then I do have different, what they call it, spaces for like the marketing, the sales department. So I do kind of break it up a little bit based on what is my goal and also which type of department that I have. And it's really so that I use ClickUp kind of as my checklist. 
So I have mm -hmm. it detailed and I have it updated so that I can automate certain things. So with ClickUp, I'll start the day off. I'll look at my dashboard. My dashboard's going to tell me what kind of tasks do I have for the day? What's due tomorrow? What's due today? What's coming up in the future? Um, you know, you can customize these dashboards to put whatever it is you want to see. If I have my employees working on something and I don't want to ping them to ask them, hey, you know, what's this? What's the status on this? Then I can just look at that dashboard, see what my employees are working on without having to ping them or micromanage. And I can see like, okay, where did they move this across the line? Are, you know, are they stuck on anything? Because we do have an area that we put for where we're stuck or if someone's mm -hmm. stuck and they need additional assistance or, you know, has this been complete? Is it in progress? Is it reviewed? So that's a nice high level thing I use to start off my day. And then we do go into the individual tasks. So my tasks, everything, like I said, is a one big main space in ClickUp where I'm doing that to say, okay, with each client, we are doing all these steps, you know, for to go from the time a client signs on to us, or maybe the client signs up for the, the online course that we just launched um, all the way through to the end. And yes, the courses, a lot of the course platform, they'll schedule have like the email drip type of thing where they'll send out the new course every week if you want to, or they update it. But I find there are certain touch points along that line, the customer journey, when they're going through your projects that we need to talk to them about so that we can get that free feedback from them. So maybe right after, you know, you might want to get some market research. So you would ask a question and have an automatic email sent out saying, um, you know, what made you decide to purchase this course? What are you looking for to get out of it? Um, and certain questions like that so that you know what to put in your course to make your launches more successful and more profitable for the next time around. And then maybe midway through the course, we have another one that's automatically sent or you can assign certain tasks to different people so that they can send off an email or so and have that same, uh, have another checkpoint, you know, how are things going so far? What can we improve on so that your customers really feel cared for and we just don't skip anything. So, yeah, even though, like, you know, if you are a course launcher, um, this can still work for you um, if you are looking for something to kind of give you a little bit more of a customized approach. And so the customers can feel more welcome. And you know that when customers feel more welcome, they are going to be more weight raving fans. They're going to promote your course to other people. And they're also going to, you know, give you really good feedback that you can use to make your course even better and to help more people. So you can make that bigger impact. Mm, yeah, I think that's really super important to just, you know, it's one thing that you just, you know, uh, you open up a course to sell it and people join. And then a lot of people just, okay, that's it. Yeah. My job here is done, you know. <laughs> but like you said, you know, follow up, ask how things are going, if there's anything, you know, if there's any issues, questions, whatever. And I mean, you can do that with email or you can have, if you have a Facebook group, that's a perfect way to do it as well. Just mm -hmm. keeping people engaged and make sure they respond or whatever to, to whatever you're wondering. But, I completely agree. I've seen so many clients and course launchers and it's just like, okay, I set it up and it's set and forget. And it's like, no, it's not set and forget because you still have to nurture those relationships. 100%. Absolutely. And I think also just regardless of whether people buy or not, there's a good chance to get some feedback from the people who didn't buy as well. Yeah. Just sending out an exit survey, like, you know, why didn't you buy? A simple question go. like that could give you some, 
great answers of how you can improve on your next launch. Yes. And also debrief. You mentioned that a little quickly before as well. Just you know, when you go through a launch and you have, uh, I like to personally, I like to go and put in some comments during my launch. So just you know, things that I see happening or pop up, and just mm-hmm. briefly note those things down so that I can, you know, when I look back at a debrief, I can just have a look at, you know, okay, these things didn't work, these things worked. I don't know how how do you do a debrief when you do a launch or something like that. So it really depends on the person, um, how they have certain things set up. And so I usually ask the person, like, do you have things that come up randomly? Because if it comes up randomly, then we will put that particular project or task to reoccur each day at the end of the day or, you know, somewhere in the middle of the day or right after you just launched to say, you know, what did you learn from this launch? Mm-hmm. And we improve on so that you don't forget those things. But if you're, you know, if I talk to a client and the client's more like, oh, um, maybe wait until at the end of the launch. I don't want to have to do something daily. Then we will do a, some, a recurring event for at the end of each launch to say, you know, we are, you know, what's the, what were the outcomes? And sometimes you even have like in your plan, your marketing plan that you had really great. Once again, really, really great to say like, okay, what are the statistics? What are the stats from our launch? Did we, were we profitable? How much was the revenue? Revenue? What was the percent of conversion? So I really love that you did that. And that's what everybody needs to do. So they can really look at the numbers to truly see what they are, how many people are converting, how can we increase those numbers? Mm. And I think you touched on a really important thing here is that you look at the numbers, not just, oh, I just made, you know, X amount of dollars and, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't that great. I think my launch failed. But if you start looking at the numbers, you know, what was the conversion rates, uh, that will tell you a whole different story, whether that was a good launch or not, because that means they, if they were good, you can scale. Yes. You know, it's really that simple. Or even so you if shouldn't... you flopped, you can also, you yeah. know, revamp it and know, you know, know for the next time, like, okay, this is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And also, you mentioned, um, you know, learn the lessons that you learned from the launch. I think that's an important aspect as well because a lot of people will look at the launch and say, okay, I didn't meet my goal, so mm-hmm. it's a failed launch. But like you said, you know, what was the lessons that you learned during this launch? I mean, that could be just as valuable as the outcome of the launch that you were actually looking for. It is. And that's what helps you to, you know, whenever I see people launching and when I had some of my clients launching, they're doing multiple launches. And after each launch, they are going back to see how can I make this better? And that's really the biggest thing, because with each launch, you are going to be tweaking a certain area or certain aspect. Maybe you're tweaking the copy one time and then maybe the next section or the next launch that you do. You might be tweaking who you're targeting. So then that's the marketing category that we have in your business. And then maybe the next section that we do, we're saying, okay, our co- our messaging is working well. Our targeting audience working well. What's up with the conversions? How can we, you know, change that? Maybe we need to change the, the button color or certain things. So we are adding more so checklist tasks, duties into these systems. So that we are checking that each time in case something happens, in case, you know, God forbid, I did know someone who knew everything, had everything in their mind. They were doing a chain of stores and something happened. They lost their memory. (laughs) The worst. (laughs) 
medical issue, lost your memory. So it's like, well, oh, wow, really? I lost my memory. How could somebody take over my business to keep it still running if I wasn't there? Huh. Well, that's actually a great way to think about it. You know, what if that would happen? God forbid, obviously, but yeah. yeah, what would happen if something did happen to you where you actually weren't able to get back to work and, you know, run the business? How would that, yeah, how could somebody just step in, take things over? And that's what systems do. And that's how I set it up so that when you're assigning it to someone, you're not necessarily assigning it to a person, but you can assign it to a, a job title. You can assign yeah. and make a due date to, you know, whoever else can fill in that. And no one will have to necessarily train them since they are going through the training that we provide in the systems. Yeah, that's um I never heard anybody mention it like that, but I love it. I like that. <laughs> it really puts things on the spot there. Yes. For sure. <laughs> we get detailed. Um, I'm sorry, what? I said we get detailed. <laughs> yeah, we get detailed, for sure. It's just something that you feel like we've left out that we should have mentioned by now that you, yeah. Yeah, I just think that with each launch, um, your listeners should definitely be looking at the launch beforehand. And really making sure they're setting up those perfect systems. They are revamping and updating and evaluating their systems to see what needs to be done. And just start off by having that Google Doc and mapping out, writing down, okay, what are all the different things you have to do? And then making subtasks to say, what are the steps involved in each of these tasks? Mm -hmm. Yeah, keep things simple. It really is all about that. Yes. Awesome. Um, I really appreciate you coming on podcast and sharing um, your expertise. And um, how can people reach out to you, get in touch with you, work with you? Yeah, so I have created a special page just for your listeners. They can go to tasklygroup.com slash OMG, where they can get my three steps to automate and scale your launch. It's a mini training. And if your listeners are tired of DIYing, they want the help in organizing their business, setting up their systems, and they want a personal one-to-one -one help, then they can book a call with me through that same page, or your listeners can connect with me on LinkedIn through that same page as well, tasklygroup.com slash OMG. Awesome. Thank you so much. And yeah, like I said, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I loved it. Had a great time. Thank you. And thank you to everybody who's been listening in this week, and we'll catch up again real soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.